you're guaranteed. Urban Meyer plus 900 to lose his job. It's crazy that it's that high. I mean, to be the first coach to lose his job. Like, I get it. You, you're paying him so oh, much to be money. First coach. So much money. But, my God, like, he went full Godfather in his press conference. He definitely he, did. He, he didn't. He didn't just deny the reports. He said, "Whoever is leaking that information will immediately lose their job." Urban, that's not a good way to make people think you're not running some sketchy shit. Right, he's definitely running some sketchy shit. Like, he's definitely. It's definitely happening. Which, like, I guess, like, it all goes away when you're winning. And, like, we kind of found out a little bit with the whole Aaron Hernandez shit. But, like, at some point, he's going to be retired and some sketchy shit is going to come out about him. Like, we're talking, like, criminal sketchy shit. Not just, like, the normal, like, oh, yeah, no one went to class. Like, we're going to hear all about it financials to paying off crime all that shit's gonna come out it's gonna be great can't wait for the uh 12 part story on that (laughs) i mean we already know he like covered up covered up a uh a dude who was basically like beating his wife on his coaching staff and had his wife pretty much like yep man he he might be the biggest asshole on the planet. The, the <laughs> only thing about Urban Meyer that doesn't make sense is how the hell does Tim Tebow love him so much? Like when Tim Tebow went to bed at like when Tim Tebow went to bed at like 7:35 at night, is that when Urban Meyer's like, okay, Tim's in bed. Now the sketchy stuff could happen. Everybody just keep it oh, away shit. from Tim. I just wonder I just what thinks now. Like, hey man, what do you think? You were in the organization for a little bit and then you got cut. Did Urban think like, oh, I'm gonna do some wild shit. Let me just get out of, let me just get this guy out of here right now. <laughs> I it's just so crazy because like the stuff that he's fucking up so bad. Is literally 
all of the things people asked, like when he took the job, it's like, hey, can Urban handle athletes who he has to pay and recruit? Can Urban handle like grown millionaires? Can Urban Meyer handle a job that uh, isn't mostly recruiting, but it's more managing like a staff and hiring and keeping talent? And so far, like he is fucking up every single part of that. And on top of that, he's not even a great manager. They asked him about a player and he said, oh, he, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it. He'll play more. And he played zero snaps. Yeah. They asked him, what's up with James Robinson? Had no idea James Robinson wasn't out on the field. Like, <laughs> I feel like we're legitimately close to like Urban Meyer going to rehab and finding out he was on like crack the whole time or something. He just, the man does not look good either. No, he doesn't. He was very, very distraught at the handshake. Very good soul looking. I think he wants out. I think he wants to be back in a box, but like, I don't think anyone gives him a box job after this. Like, Urban is just going to have to just stay in Ohio and live that, like, I was that guy here. I mean, the thing is, he doesn't have to work ever again. Like, no, he, he didn't have to take this job. Like, the only thing, the only reason he needed, he, you know, <clears throat> he, he took this job was because there are always going to be questions like, why couldn't he make it at the NFL level? Like, in terms of his coaching overall greatness, you know? Right. Like, Coach K, they're always going to be like, yeah, I mean, he was the greatest college coach of all time, but could he have done it in the NBA? Same with, like, Coach Cal. Oh, I think Cal tried. Kind of like Pete Carroll. The reason Pete Carroll went back to the Seahawks is because he sucked when he was coaching uh, the Patriots. So, so, I mean, the question was always going to be out there, but, I mean, now he's stuck because he seems like a big enough asshole who's concerned enough about what people think about him where – I feel like he can't quit. No, but how the hell does he turn this shit around? I mean, by doing everything he's doing better. (laughs) Hey, when you have James Robinson, who legitimately had an argument to be rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year last year, don't draft a hybrid type running back in the first round. Yeah no matter who we went to college with. Hey, they said that he was going to be a uh, receiver. So, but he was taking running back snaps. So maybe the hell is going from like off season. Maybe the drug started then. <laughs> like. <laughs> the crack started then. <laughs> I mean, and here's the worst part. Drafting uh, ETN. If he was smarter, I would say Cordero Patterson is making him look kind of smart. But I just don't think he pulls that off. No, he does not. He's not that big body type. He was still a 5'8 running back. Yeah. Do you understand the success of Cordell Patterson and Debo Samuels at like running back and shit? 
is because guys are looking at uh, Derrick Henry and go, dude, you're 6'4 and running like a madman. All right, you could probably see the holes better or, you know, just straight up, you could just break arm tackles better because you're a tall guy. Go ahead. Let's see how this works. And it works. Debo Samuel's the big guy that gets through there, and Cordell Patterson is making his money now. I think after TV deals, Cordell Patterson is worth like 15 a year. Imagine Patterson on the damn Patriots, all the gizmos he would be out doing. Bro, he was on the Patriots. He won a Super Bowl. Well, then keeping him there now. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think, like, that was the first time he played legitimate running back is for the Patriots. Because they, they, like, needed him to, and he was shockingly effective at it. Oh, yeah. Because it's easy. Not a lot of playbook there. Grab the ball, go there. Grab a ball, go there. Wait until he actually learns to stay patient. Oh, goodness gracious. He's rushing 1,000 yards next year. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I would say, if anything, the most impressive thing about Cordero Patterson is the fact that he's doing it with, like, no other weapons. I have to imagine if they had uh, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts wasn't looking more like a bust than a rookie of the year candidate, uh, he'd be doing even better. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the grace of uh, Trevor Lawrence to get back on the Jags. Just like, hey, man, I play with whoever's out there. I mean, kind of glad that he hasn't pulled me yet. So just out here doing my thing, right? And I think that as soon as they move off Urban Meyer, we could just be like, Trevor Lawrence, comeback player of the year. Just write it down because, unfortunately, his rookie year just got washed. I mean, I think he has the. I think he has the tools to do it. I think he does. Just needs the coaching and the actual just leadership out there. They're just out there. When you watch the game, they're just out there. I mean, uh, he doesn't look like uh, he doesn't look like an offensive rookie of the year candidate. He looks completely average compared to like a Mac Jones. It, like it's not. Would you say Trevor is the second best rookie quarterback, or would you say after Justin Fields' performance last night, he's the third? Probably three. I would. I would I'm gonna say four. Do you think Urban Meyer is a better coach than Matt Nagy? I guess is the question. Oh, shit. I mean, NFL coach. I mean, yeah. Like if, you, if you had to pick, I don't know, who's, who's going to be the number one pick next year in the draft? It's the Lions? Aiden Hutchinson? No, oh, I mean, wait, like, yeah, the Lions, it's the Lions right now. If you're the Detroit yeah. Lions and for some reason you decide to fire Dan Campbell, which I think would be a massive mistake. Um, oh yeah, big time. Who, you, who are you hiring uh, of the three top candidates to lose their jobs first? Urban Meyer, Matt Nagy, or Mike Zimmer? Uh, Mike Zimmer. 
it just makes sense, I guess, uh, that he actually has winning in his background, coaching background in the NFL. So I would just give it to Zimmer, and hopefully he loves Detroit. I mean, probably got to fire golf as soon as he gets there because he looks too much like Kurt, but I don't know. We'll see. I think Mike Zimmer needs a quarterback that's going to tackle somebody. <laughs> just like hit stick to get the ball back if you throw the pick. I think that's what he wants. Maybe, man. Maybe. I think, I don't know. <laughs> that's why he drafted Kellen Munn. He looks like a middle linebacker. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, he didn't, he, I, I'm shocked he hasn't tried going full wildcat. Oh, I'm sure he's I'm sure if he ever takes over offensive calls, that's all he's doing. <laughs> Just Cook, Madison, Cook, Madison, uh Jefferson. All right, we're good. Yeah, I mean I feel like he would trade Justin Jefferson for Aaron Donald in a second. He'll throw in Dalvin Cook too. Immediately. And he'll have like Donald run Wildcat. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. What? Ooh, question right before we get into it. The NFL is having a COVID issue. 37 players tested positive yesterday. Also, there's multiple reports that the new variant is going through the Washington football team, the Kansas City football team, and now the Chargers. Four weeks away from the playoffs, I have a question for you. Should the NFL bubble? No. It's impossible. And I think it takes away, like, I would argue that, especially with weather, I mean, you watch that Patriots-Bills game, and the Bills are so broken and damaged by it that they're trying to get a dome built over their stadium. Uh, (laughs) Like, that's huge. Like, fair weather, like, Patriot weather, having to go to Cleveland and play off the lake. I mean, everything from kicking to throwing, like, that's huge. And football, at the end of the day, is the most strategic sport we have. So I absolutely don't think they should bubble. What the NFL has is they have a testing issue. They don't have a COVID issue. They have a testing issue. This new variant spreads through vaccinated people easier than unvaccinated people. Nobody has died from it. The symptoms have been very mild. If anything... The NFL should cancel or like postpone an entire week of the season and just get everybody sick and quarantine for a week. Cause it sounds like most of these Omicron cases, they're over in like three, four days. So they just need to stop this close contact and all of this uh, unvaccinated versus vaccinated rules. And what they just need to do is test everybody every day. If you get it, uh, sucks you're gonna have to test every day until you're you know test negative and then if you feel really bad just don't show up and because again i think a lot of these people who are sitting out they're really not that sick 
and they might be fine. But if you're unvaccinated and you're next to somebody who tests positive, even if you test negative, you still have to sit out an entire week. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. You're making the problem worse for yourself when it doesn't have to be that bad. All right. That was but, my question of the night right there. Plus, I think, like, what? Five NBA teams are equal to one NFL roster. Yeah, that's like, true. I just – I don't know if you can bubble. Like, I could see if the NFL decided to bubble where it's like, hey, so hypothetically the Patriots are playing the Colts on Saturday because it's Saturday football now. I don't know if you heard right. of Saturday football now. If they said, okay, Monday you're going to check in in New England – I think it's in New England. I mean, it might be in – no, it's in Indianapolis. It's a, a road game. Uh, you're checking in Patriots in Indianapolis for a week, and we are going to quarantine you for that week in the hotel, and you're going to practice in Indianapolis. Like, I could see them bubbling week to week, but like an NBA bubble where they just shut down Disney World, I don't think there's anywhere on earth that could hold all of those people in an effective way. Detroit. There's enough hotels. They could just shut down the hotels and just play in that dome there. No fans. I mean, right the issue after the you, season. But I mean, unlike unlike basketball, there's so many people. You've got to do film study. You've got to do walkthroughs. You've got to do practice. You need trainer facilities more so than basketball. You need weight facilities more so than basketball. I would argue. Uh, you just need way more like baseball. It's easy because they all have facilities down in uh, their spring league places. Like the blue Jays, when they couldn't be in Canada, they just went and played in Florida, but the NFL is a completely different beast. And yeah, there's just so much that goes into an NFL season that they can't bubble even like hockey hockey they were able to go to canada where there are more rinks and they were able to play in smaller places but like basketball i mean they're just more basketball courts than there are football fields it's smaller teams so it's easier to find a weight facility that works it's a smaller team so it's easier to find a film facility that works or you can just you know send out film and do it remotely where it's a lot harder with the nfl because your position groups i just don't think it works and I don't think that they should be pushing to make it work. Uh, they just need to figure out figure out what to do. And again, if this is the playoffs, then playoffs. Uh, maybe you need to think about just revisiting how you test. But, I mean, at the same time, that's a competitive advantage for teams too. Mac Jones uh, doesn't couldn't think of any Christmas music. Because he just stays home and watches film all day. Oh he couldn't, he couldn't, he's like, yeah, I don't really have a favorite Christmas movie. I just watch film a lot. So, hey, if I you mean, don't want to take it to Detroit for the bubble, Abu Dhabi can figure it out for you. <laughs> why are you trying to get me in Detroit, man? It's fucking weird. Hey, man, I'm just saying, it's just the spot that can use the revenue, all right? <laughs> Welcome to the Money Back Guaranteed. My name is Angel. 
I am with the co-host, Jay. We are here to break down a wild weekend in the NFL, another wild weekend in the UFC. Um, we're going to talk about Curry's struggle. We're going to talk about Mark getting cut, carted off the field. And we're talking about Arians being absolutely done with Tom Brady running the football. <laughs> also, we have teams on the playoff panic. They lost some games, and they are on the bubble, and they're not looking good. Let's start off with the UFC. Shocking the world, and I called it two times. Juliana Pena winning against the lioness, Amanda Nunes. It was a great fight because I knew it would happen. I and knew didn't that. didn't tell anybody. Uh, you know what? I was going to put it out there. I had a busy weekend. I apologize to all the people out there. That would have put me positive probably for the rest of the month because no one saw that coming except for your boy. And I made some good money off of it. Sorry, people. You could have made some good money if you listened to me. But you know what? It was karma that, that you lost again. all that. It was karma you lost all that money on Sunday. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. I should have fucking, I should have told the world that it was going to happen. Juliana Pena comes in with a different strategy. She's going to come forward. She's going to come forward and forward and forward. And in the second round, she caught Amanda with too many hits. And at the end of the day, she got tired. It really looked like Amanda Nunes just couldn't take these punches, couldn't take the tempo that she was coming at her at. And quick, fast, and easy, had her up against the ropes, pulled her down, choked her out, and that was it. The champion is down, and that division right now is probably just salivating right now because, holy shit, Amanda Nunes is not the champion. This belt can go around a little bit, but it really depends on if Dana White's going to give Amanda the match her way. I'm sure she I'm sure he will, but money-wise, you probably should give someone else a chance. Let Amanda just go down to flyweight and battle defend her title there and see if Amanda isn't even has it anymore after this loss. That would have been a good way to get these belts going to different champions, but we'll see how that turns out. What do you think about Cody Garbrandt? Done. Like, I mean, here's the thing, man. It was like, he's just not a guy that can fight up weight. No, yeah, he dropped a lot of weight for this fight. He wanted to go down to a different weight class, see if he could dominate at 135. I think he was looking for your boy, uh, Dillashaw. He drops to 135, and his chin is just. No, he went up, up to 135. Oh, sorry. He went up to 130. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, went up to 135. Yeah, again, like I know he wants to, uh, he wants Dillashaw, he wants to ruin Dillashaw, Dillashaw. But again, sucks to suck, but Dillashaw fucked up your chin when he was on the juice. Fucked up your chin. He took two brutal knockouts when no one else in that division could touch him. And when you're that small, he's such a weird fucking dude. Cody Garbrandt, man. I like, you watch him fight, and it's almost like he's got a fused neck. 
because he's all just tiny with massive traps mm. and he just moves super weird. I've never liked watching him fight, but yeah, man, going up a weight class when you don't have a chin like that, you can't do it. I, I think Bellator is in his future. Yeah, definitely will be. Um, he needs he's to not fight. good. If he wants to fight, he's going to have to keep fighting at, what, 125? And he's going to have to be just – he's going to be a feeder for up-and-coming people. The good news for him is, like, he might actually get another UFC contract out of this because there are not a lot of great fighters at 125 in the men's division. But I think his time contending for titles is pretty much done. Yeah. For sure. Right now, he looks like he has a very big mountain to climb if he ever wants to see the top again after this loss. And your boy in that same weight class, Sean O'Malley, looking yet again impressive as fuck. The only person who can stop Sean O'Malley is Sean O'Malley. Dude, absolutely. His loss when he broke his foot is probably the only reason he lost that fight. Well, and... but he also gets fucked up. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He, he stands in there and takes punches. He goes back and forth sometimes, and he needs to probably not do that with guys that are top-ranked. No, dude. I mean, like, drinking and doing drugs. Oh, bro. <laughs> after, after, <laughs> oh, fights, after fights, like, he gets fucked up, and he does not train very hard. Like, as good as he is, like, if you talk to his camp and people he's with, we have not seen the best Sean O'Malley, which is crazy. And I'm like, I don't remember. I maybe I saw him on like, it might have even been like a clip from like Logan Paul show or some shit like that. But his like training partner was like, dude, you do know you're gonna get the absolute shit kicked out of you if you keep this up, right? Like, you're gonna get fucked up. And he's yeah. like, Yeah, man, I know. I gotta pull it together. Yeah. Dude just doesn't train, it. doesn't train that hard, gets fucked up after fights, does not do a full camp, and is still just absolutely destroying people. Yeah. He said it at the end of this fight that uh, he started training like 10 days before the fight, and he was just about to pull out of the fight, but his camp and himself, he believed in himself in those 10 days and figured the shit out <laughs> and came out and looked impressive again, yet again. Which is all fun and games until you're asking for what's his I don't know how to pronounce it. Chasmet? Chasmet, yep. Like again, Dana White is letting that dude skip the line. You gotta earn that. And that is what he eats, sleeps, and breathes. It's MMA. If he's not fighting MMA, he's wrestling fucking bears or he's, <laughs> you know, wrestling somebody. Like it's God, like that's gonna fuck you up, dude. Yeah, yeah. So it's but I think Sean O'Malley will be around ten out of this. As crazy as it sounds, I looked at the rankings, and one through four, or fifteenth, fourteen, I think is no competition for Sean O'Malley, and he should be moved up there. And I think he should fight. Um, man, he fought the undercard in this fight. Mm. There's a guy in there, I forget his name. He's a legend. He's a legend. He's fighting for a very long time. He won his fight that night. He looked impressive. I think Sean O'Malley should fight him next. 
to really show um, who he, uh, who Sean O'Malley really is. See if he could take it serious. Take a full three month camp very serious because he doesn't. No, not at all. Not at all. And, but again, like that's an issue. That's what he, like, uh, they can't keep giving him pop cans to beat on. Like, eventually yep. he's going to have to get legitimately a contender. And mm-hmm. if he fucks that up, Dana's not giving him another one. No. He is dealing with enough drunks and druggies at the top of his card. He does not want to add another guy. You know, you got Connor out here saying, when can he fight Charles Oliveira next? And that is a big mistake because Charles Oliveira showed you he is ready and willing to defend his title, takes out Dustin Poirier. And I call that as well. Underdog Charles Oliveira, that is ridiculous. Dustin Poirier is a boxer that completely forgot how to wrestle. You had a parlay going, right? Yeah. I what was your what, you, what was what were the odds on your parlay that you hit? Um, that was uh, well, fifty five hundred plus fifty five hundred because I had because uh, I had Penn I went into. You're a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> yeah, my bad, man. But like I said, Charles Oliveira was going to come in and defend his title. I mean, everyone's like, well, Dustin knows how to wrestle. Dustin comes from wrestling. Like, yeah, but these guys get to the UFC and completely forget how to wrestle. Like, just fall in love with punching and striking and just defending and being okay with it. Well, Charles Oliveira showed you, hey, man, I don't care if you're going to defend it. You're going to have to defend it well. And Charles Oliveira in the third round got behind him and submitted him. Granted, Poirier had a great first round. A great round punching jabbing hooks charles Oliveira. he shot him twice charles Oliveira looked like he was going to be done in the second round charles brought him to the ground in the second round and completely beat on him for four minutes on top of just legitly dropping blunt elbows onto his face which i felt like it was a mistake charles Oliveira should have came with the slashing elbows to just completely rip up Dustin. But in the third round, Dustin looked like he was way too tired after carrying Charles Oliveira's weight, and Charles Oliveira took over. And pretty much said it from the beginning. He's one of the guys that if you get on the ground with him and he's on top, good luck. Because he's to completely just drop his weight on you and just maul you until you're tired, maul you until you give up. We're looking at a very good champion in this weight class, a very good champion. Like, Connor is a – the only reason why, like, Dana's not going to give him the fight, obviously. but He's number nine in the weight class? Yeah. But if Connor gets here and Connor becomes just regular as Connor – this is a fight that Connor could definitely win because it's just striking, 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 striking. Because Charles has a problem with jabs and hooks. Like, I mean, just pretty much just can't, I don't know, just doesn't see it coming. I don't know what the problem is. But Connor expects that to the 
match degree. But as soon as he gets to the ground, it's over. And that's you can't do that. So could just fight whoever's eight or ten and good luck. Does he have to fight Poirier to get a title shot? Who? He's Connor. He's got to, right? Yeah. Like, if he can't get through Poirier, fight Justin. That's what I was saying. Because like I think Gaishi you gotta fight Michael Chandler. You gotta Gaishi fight. Gaishi or guys Michael Chandler that, that, that are both try to fight for the belt. Gaishi and Michael Chandler are both more winnable fights for Connor right now. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think or even like a Tony Ferguson. I don't Tony Ferguson actually might be the fight. Yeah, but that, Max, that, Holloway is, Max Holloway is the fight for like straight cash. Like you want to make millions on a pay per view, you put Holloway and Connor together. Yeah, but Connor and Tony is a loser leaves the UFC fight. Oh yeah, like sorry guys, like that's a that's a a loser never gets a title shot again kind of fight. Oof. What is Tony Ferguson's that? Is he even ranked? Yeah, he is seven. Connor's nine. Oh. Dos Anjos is six, and I hate that fight for Connor, but that might be the fight he ends up getting. That's the fight that he needs on his like resume to like, all right, give me like a give me a four, give me a three. That's what he needs. Fighting Tony, nah, no, that's whatever. I mean, Ferguson has lost to one, two, and four in the division in his last three fights. Yeah, no, time for him to time for him to go too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, next big card is. Adesanya versus Whitaker, which is a very interesting fight. I really hope. I'm a big Whitaker fan. I am. I really like his style and how he comes in and fights. But I don't know. Israel's still Israel, especially in his weight class. Like through those couple fights that he got into that he didn't look too good in. Like, is that going to be it? I don't know. Whitaker did take like six months or nine months to fight him. So he has all the time in the world to do his studying. But that's a great time. That's a great fight to uh, start next year off for sure. Yeah, the UFC usually does a good New Year's card. Yeah. Derek Lewis actually fights this weekend. I might bet that. Just throw it out there right now. Black Beast. The Black Beast, man. Coming off a shitty loss, so he needs this win. All right. Coming off a bad loss. Talk about struggling people. Let's move on to the NBA. Steph Curry. Man. Apparently, I was the only one who believed the hype. Yep. You you fell in love with the hype, bro. You fell in love with the hype. And Steph Curry is now apologizing and regretting that he made that comment because that truly started his struggling life shooting awful and losing games. They, they probably shouldn't lose. I once all this is over, it's going to be great for him because now he doesn't have to worry about that, but they go up against the 
Pacers tonight. It's plus 105 for Curry to break the record. He needs six to tie, seven to win. Are you putting odds? Are you putting your money on that? I already did. <laughs> plus 110. Seven oh, threes plus is 10. plus 110. All right. All right. Not I, bad. Put, I, Angel, I didn't put a small amount of money on it either. <laughs> Oh goodness gracious, man! Because I had to, I have to make my money back from the last two times. I bet he was going to break the record. <laughs> I refuse oh, to not man. bet it when he breaks the record. Next game, it's going to be like Steph Curry to make two threes and break the record minus three fifty, and I'm going to bet that shit too. Oh my goodness! I actually threw my money on. Um... At Boston on Friday. So him not making six threes from now until Friday. That's two games because this struggle looks awful and the odds were plus 2,500. And I was like, mm, got to throw it just in case something happens where he like struggles tonight, chooses not to play versus the Knicks, and then just comes back rested for Boston. Here's the thing, Because that could definitely happen. Here's the thing. Not only am I going to get – am I going to bet this? Uh, the next game he plays after the record, I'm going to bet like seven plus threes. Because when all that yep. pressure's off, he's just going to immediately get wet from three. Yep, absolutely. He'll have one of those – he'll have those – 12 threes against like Boston or some shit, or as soon as he gets home, because I think he gets back home uh, Monday. He'll just light it up. <laughs> he's he's going to hit 17 threes his first game after breaking the record just to prove he could have done it. Yeah, facts. Man, oh man. Crazy to see him get rattled by that because he's usually not rattled by anything but the finals. I mean, that's what he gets for talking shit. Play humble, go out there, make your shots, done deal. Yeah, like we all LeBron. knew you was gonna go for it. We all knew you were gonna go for it. Everyone out there knows you were gonna go for it. You didn't have to talk about it. You could have just had those like looked at Wiggins, looked at your Draymond, and be like, crash boards tonight, boys. Crash I'll boards. You, I'll tell you what, man. If it takes him four games. To, to break this record, when he finally does, it's going to be the most anticlimactic thing of all time. He's it's like, going to be like his first three-pointer. It's going to be yeah. stupid. First congrats, quarter. Congrats, <laughs> Steph Curry. Time out. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the ugliest thing, too. Just like 11.54 left in the first. He makes yeah. his first three, first bucket of the game. Uh, time out. The exact the ball off the court. The exact opposite of how Brady hit 700 touchdowns. It's just going to be the most – it might even be like the first shot of the game. He just comes down, nails a three, breaks the record. Steph, you got 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, man, 700 touchdowns, man. First, he's 100 and – I think it was like 171 more than Peyton. Absolutely insane. 
What goddamn career? And he broke the completion record in the same game. So pretty much Tom Brady's going to leave everything on the board. His I don't know what what's left. Fifty-five touchdowns, fifty-six touchdowns, fifty-five hundred yards in the season. Yeah, is that what we left? I think we broke it down, right? Yeah, he needs about forty-three hundred and seventy-one, or forty-three hundred and like seventy-one yards is what he's at right now, and thirty-six touchdowns. Yeah, he needs to average about three hundred and twelve yards a game and four touchdowns to break both records. But only needs two fifty and three touchdowns a game to break five thousand and fifty touchdowns. That pretty much guarantees him the MVP, if not already guaranteed coming his way, because he is having a season. But I, th- I think I think he will hit. 5,050 before the last week of the season. Not bad. All right. Taylor Fade, who was the best, the MVP of this game. By the way, uh, second, like what some people are saying is MVP, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady has him by 900 yards plus and nine touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers is only at 3,200 passing yards and 27 touchdowns. Who's calling for Aaron Rodgers back-to-back? A lot of people. Oh, that's cross. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with Patrick Mahomes. Just because that's just as gross as Aaron Rodgers. Come on now. Bro. Aaron, Tom ranks in number one in all categories right now. Leave it alone. He's 50-something years old doing it. I mean, are you, you said, were you talking player of the game for the Bucks? by the way? No, the MVP of the game for that uh, game. Are we going to go with Tom Brady for breaking the record and breaking completions and being great? Are we going to go with Sean, uh, Rashad Perriman saying, hey, who's AB? AB who? Oh, who needs AB? Keep me on the field. Or are we going to give it to the ball boy? True hustle on that field. He sees the ball, he sees the play evolving. He's on the other side of the end zone. He takes off. It looks like he's about to make the pull on Pyramid. Spin the ball for the touchdown. He scoops it up and he runs into the locker room. Who do you give the MVP to? I thought that was fucking red lightning out there. (laughs) Dude, that dude was fast with it. It would I mean, be great. It looks I mean, like, he's the MVP. Thank God that touchdown didn't go to Mike Evans. That ball would never be seen again. Dude, he would have threw it into like the second. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Dude, it would have been great if Sean Perriman is just like running around after the end zone and the ball boy looks like Keanu Reeves in replacements and just like tackles him for the ball. <laughs> Get down. Don't throw the ball. <laughs> that is your true MVP of the game right there. <laughs> I, I kind of wish uh Paramin would have done uh maybe Diggs did this after the Minnesota Miracle, but just chuck the ball in the stands and the ball boy just falls to his knees. No! <laughs> it cost Tom another no. Bitcoin. 
<laughs> Dude, he earned himself a big coin for that run, bro. That was a 45-yard run to get that ball. Pick it up off the spin and go. I think that ball play would have went in the stands. I think he would have seen the ball go in there and he just, like, climbed the wall to get up there. <laughs> I, I wanted the twist to be he's not an actual ball boy. He's just a guy in the stands dressed in all red. <laughs> he picks up the ball to go back to his seat. <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, Tom Brady's greatness happens again, and they take care of the Buffalo Bills this week, putting the Buffalo Bills in absolute shambles now. Like, are they even going to make the playoffs at this point? That's the big question in Buffalo, and they cost me money. So thank you, Buffalo. This was your bounce-back game after being embarrassed, humiliated, spanked. 46 rushing attempts on you. And then the Bucks come in and go, hey, Lenny, <laughs> here you go. They kept running on you. And then Tom goes, oh, so yeah, you, you guys are scoring points. Good job, guys. Game winning touchdown. Bro, Tom Brady had more rushing yards, I'm pretty sure, than the Bills running back. Don't say that. That was still there at 59 yards. If Tom Brady had 59 yards, Bruce Arians has all rights to say, Tom better not run the ball ever again. Like, I pay you way too much money to do that. And Tom's over here juking people. Like, how, Tom, you're 44 years old. Bro. Tom, you, you sidestepped the guy. Tom, don't, don't get cute out here. Someone's not going to respect you. These Gen Z kids, they don't respect their elders. You're going to get smacked. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> what are the odds right now that the Buffalo Bills do not make the playoffs? I bet they should be high. They should be plus 110. I will take that right now because right now they're tied in a very weird mix of teams that can all get hot in a very weird way and the Bills can see themselves out because you got the Colts at seven and six, the Bills seven and six, the Browns off their impressive win seven and six. You got the Bengals that are struggling; they are seven and six, and you got the Broncos that look good. Out of a sudden, they're seven and six. And they that got is a very weird teams that need two spots. And here, and here, you ready for you ready for trap game city? What you got? Bills play the Panthers, then at the Patriots versus the Falcons, and then the Jets. And if you don't think the Falcons and the Jets are going to be <laughs> letting it all go, I will bet both oh, of those goodness. games. Dude, absolutely. Right now, they can finish I, seven and ten. Panthers team. Oh, 100%, because you're looking at a Panthers team that's five and eight and still feel like they're in the playoff run. And then you have the Falcons that are six and seven, and they're tied for the last place in the wild card. They both have games they need to win, and then you're going to go up and get embarrassed again. You're going to go up there, let the boys run again. You better not. You better go hire somebody. Bro, what if (laughs) – what if the Panthers just throw the ball four times against the Bills and they just run read option with Cam all night long? Dude, it will work. And, and their backup is P.J. Washington. 
They could run Wildcat with Cam and PJ Washington all fucking day. And they should. Jet, 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 jet down the middle. Jet all day, all night. CMC is very upset he's not in this camp. This is this would have been his 300 yard all purpose camp. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. It's and then you gotta go RIP my fantasy team. Let me go against the Falcons. Carter Paris can run in any spot on the field. So good luck. And then, yeah, then the Jets, which, I mean, they're the Jets. You're right. But they're going to have Michael Carter, their best running back, back. And you're going to go against a team that just wants to just shit on people right now. Robert Sala isn't a guy that's just going to be like, all right, guys, let's just run a basic. No. He's going to be screaming, running up and down the field because he wants his last win, especially against the Bills. And if you need this win, he's going to have pleasure, pleasure knocking you out of the playoffs. The Bills' total wins over 10.5 is plus 180 now. Wow. Under is minus 245. That's crazy. Yeah, so then get 10 wins. That's nice. absolutely fucking nuts. Um, that's absolutely fucking nuts, especially with that. Buffalo's hey, coach. Trust that run game. Sean McDermott, Buffalo's coach, has lost 32 games as an NFL coach. 25% of them have been against Belichick or Brady. Of course. Makes sense. Leslie Frazier had, like, this formula of, like, putting these de- uh, defensive tackles and linemen out there for, like, two plays and then just switching them out. Where the fuck did that go? And here's the thing. What's frustrating about the Bucks is they'll go up and then they'll be like, okay, let's try some new shit and, and just see what we can do. Like, they treat it like practice. Nope. And then they got to win in some crazy fucking way. They've been winning, so it's not an issue. But, like, I've been waiting for them to have that game like they had against Detroit last year where they win by, like, 50 points and Brady's out at halftime. Yeah. It's not happening. Instead, they're like, well, let's try Lenny at the slot and see what we can do. Let's uh, mm-hmm. Let's try to get the ball to Tyler Johnson as many times as we can. Yeah. Now. We talked about the Bills and how they're struggling to be out the playoffs. Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens lose that game and also lose Lamar Jackson with a high ankle sprain. They expect him to play next week. They do expect him to play next week, but next week they don't have an easy game. That's against the Packers. They they expect him to play, slash they need him to play. (laughs) They don't have a choice but for him to play. But if you guys know, when it comes to high ankle sprains in the NFL, that seems like you always go on IR and you always miss three weeks. And you getting parted off the field is not a good look. You're a running quarterback that needs that ankle to be explosive. And if you're going out there 50%, your arm hasn't been it this year. You have not been good throwing the ball. So the Baltimore Ravens have – they're 8-5 and five right now. They are the top of the division. 
but you have the Browns at seven and six and the Steelers six, six and one. You can't count those guys out just yet. Baltimore has a ridiculous schedule coming up. They have the Packers up next. Yep. Then you have the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Bengals, the Rams. who are also seven, seven and six, and the Ravens are eight five. Correct. So that is a pretty much a win to get in the playoffs type feel of a game, and especially when you have to watch and, the Browns. And Joe Burrow was the highest graded quarterback last week. Yeah. And you have the Rams that are right now eight and four and need to keep winning, especially that they're losing two got two big guys to uh COVID tonight. So now they're gonna be yeah. playing down. So they might be losing this game. And then you have the Steelers at the end of the year, which if the Steelers can't find or get the shit together, that might be a win and end situation for both of you guys. Yeah. Jay. Are the Baltimore making playoffs this year? No. And I'm going that solely off of they need 100% of Lamar Jackson. This is like Lamar Jackson is the one injury they can't have. And I think yep. right now, Absolutely. right now, I mean, until I see otherwise, like I don't think you win with a one dimensional Lamar. And right now, at the very best, he's not going to be the threat he was running the ball. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Hot take. I mean, Jarvis Landry is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer next year. Get rid of Godwin. You get rid of uh, AB because I think Bruce Arians is finally fucking sick of him. Unless AB is <laughs> going to come back for another two million dollar deal, and it is you. You sign Jarvis Landry for a steal because I'm. I was trying. I've been watching the Browns. And none of the receivers can get any separation. It's ugly. Like Baker will take these sacks, and their O line is really banged up. They're missing a couple guys for the rest of the year. But like you look downfield at what Baker sees, nobody's open. But again, they're also not running waggle. They're not running like full floods. They're not running things that are like Jarvis can get a step easily. Right. Running Jarvis on like comebacks and shit, which man, I don't know. He's still got hands, he's still great in trick plays, he's still a hell of a ball player. But I don't think he signs with Cleveland again unless they can figure out why nobody can get open and why Jarvis Landry scored his first NFL or first touchdown of the year last week. That was ugly. Boy, first time getting the end zone this week, what, 15? Come on now, get it together. But, hey, the Ravens do have backup magic, though. Brent Hundley is not a bad backup for Baltimore. He is pretty much what Lamar is, probably with a better arm. Because he could definitely stretch the field what it looks like a little bit deeper than Lamar can sometimes. Like, Lamar just kind of just jumps to run right away. Brent Hundley's going to want to throw the ball. And he almost, almost brought it back. That would have been a very shitty loss for the Browns. But the Ravens have a lot of work to do, and they might not have Lamar. So we'll watch them and see what happens with them. 
And also, let's talk about another team that might mess out the playoffs. We mentioned them, the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals have a lot of firepower to miss the playoffs. But they get into these woes and they get into these games and they get into stints in the games where they just play awful. Like they just can't get shit together. Right now they're outside of the playoffs, seven and six, and their schedule does not look favorable to them at all. They're playing four playoff teams right now. Correct. The They have the Denver Broncos next week. That is absolutely a must win for them. They need to win that game. Javante Williams, man, can't say enough about him. I know we're both Dude. really high on him, but, man, he, like, I was thinking about this watching them play. Get Melvin Gordon the fuck out of there. Remember when he <laughs> thought he was the shit yeah. in L.A.? And it's like, nah, I'm holding out. Pay me. And then eventually, after, like, his rookie season, and they were like, man, we got J.C. Jackson, and we got – or not J.C. Jackson. They got – Jackson, I don't remember Jackson, who. some Jackson, and uh, we've got Austin Eckler. Man, we're good, and now he's gonna go to Denver, never be a true three down back, four down back. And man, Javante Williams is just better than you, dude. Like, yeah. unless you can learn how to catch, but Javante Williams can catch too. Yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon did have a good game. He did steal some red zone touches from Javante Williams. He did steal two touchdowns from him. Javante Williams kind of got all the way down there, and Melvin Gordon just took the snaps after that. But, hey, a two-headed monster, no less. Melvin Gordon is a running back that can put up yards, and Javante Williams clearly is what I feel like is a rookie running back of the year right now because he is running the ball very, very good. And that's not an easy game for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals because they have an issue stopping the ball. Then they have Baltimore, which is going to be the game of the year, or the, your game of the year, your Super Bowl, to see who's can get catapult themselves further into the playoffs. But then you have a game against Kansas City. And that's going to be tough because Kansas City might be fighting for uh, the number one seed if the Patriots find a way to lose a game coming out here. And then they have the Browns to end the year. That's a very, very tough schedule for the Cincinnati Bengals going forward. And for all that star power, you, I think you have no excuse. There's no excuses. Cincinnati Bengals have to make the playoffs this year or, fuck, man, are we looking at coaching changes? Are we looking at some coordinating changes? Because you can't miss the playoffs when you have Higgins, you got Jamar Chase that has a foot on the ground to be the best receiving uh, wide receiving rookie of the year. And you have Joe Mixon. That's a top five running back this year. Where is the problem and why are they losing games against the 49ers? Uh, I mean, it's it's lazy to say, but I think – it hurts them big time to have their O-line struggles to protect Joe Burrow still. They're, they're better than people thought they would be, but they're still not very good. You know what I mean? No, I got you. So I think that hurts them. And then just inconsistency, you know? 
And it's because uh, yesterday, yesterday should have been a beatdown, dude. It should have been. They like, go in there with no running backs. Um, Debo is still a little injured. He's, he wasn't 100%. You could tell he wasn't 100% out there. Yeah. And I, again, uh, what you call it? Uh, Jamar Chase had a touchdown, had a third touchdown, and Brown made the cause of fumble. He didn't have the catch, ended a drive. I mean, it's just bad luck, man. Yeah. And they had a couple of key drops that game, too, that just didn't look good for Chase. And also Boyd. Boyd had another drop, too, that just. Guys, you gotta you got, catch these balls. Well, you've got Mixon, you've got T. Higgins, both banged up. They're dealing with sickness right now. So, I mean, there's a lot going on with that team that are causing them to struggle. But, I mean, it's just consistency, and consistency is coaching. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the question it comes down to what's the issue and is Zach Taylor the guy? Because I didn't think Zach Taylor was the guy who hired him. He got hired because he was like a Jared Goss quarterback's coach or something. He was friend, he's one of those uh, friends of McVay hires, which is fine, but he's never really done anything as a professional coach. Right. So, man, it's, it's a tough one. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Because I don't think you get rid of him. He's done well enough. But at the same time, they're in a point where, like, you've given them so many weapons. They have to do something a little bit more. When are we going to see it? Because this is, this is a team that needs to make the playoffs, especially when the AFC North is so banged up and honestly not that great. Right. Like, this is your division to run away with it, and you're choosing not to, pretty much. Because you are you, – you got banged up guys, but you, they're all out there still. <clears throat> yeah. And last but not least, uh, last one I want to talk about real quick, uh, the NFC team, uh, the Washington football team. You've been calling it for a couple weeks that Tyler Haneke is going to have that come-down-to-earth game, come-down-to-earth game. And here's the thing. I've been happened. I've been saying that for four weeks now, and I've bet against them every week until this week when I called them to cover. Yeah, you did. This is why I don't they... listen to you, and I listen to myself. Listen, time I'm not always on time, but I'm always there eventually. You're mad at me over a extra point that they missed. That's what you're mad at me about. They no, missed the over, and they missed the cover because of an extra point that they were supposed to make. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Uh, Kyle Allen. <laughs> put, that, that's what you got. Kyle fucking Allen. Okay. Well, Heineke got hurt, I think, that game. I, mean, I don't think he got benched. He got hurt, but he was okay to come back and put him back in the That's the true call about all that shit. <clears throat> and they lose. They are now since then. Um, and they have 
the battle for against uh, AF or NFC East teams. They have Dallas again in a couple weeks. They have the Eagles, and then they have the Giants to end the season. They have to find a way to make it happen. They got to find a way to make it happen. Um, They're number seven right now, so if the season were to end today, they will be in the playoffs in the seventh seed, but they have competition. They're six and seven. The Vikings are six and seven. The Eagles are six and seven. The Falcons are six and seven, and so are the Saints. So you have a five-team top for the last place spot in the wild card. And with the win against the Bengals, the 49ers have created a little bit of separation there, seven and six. Do the Washington football team make the playoffs? No. Inconsistent quarterback play, I don't think they can do it. Yeah. Um, I definitely saw both teams in the playoffs, the Washington football team and the Eagles. Um, but that was with the 49ers losing to the Bengals, which they should have, and the Washington football team stealing this one from Dallas. This is the one they should have stole. It was that home. I don't think you can go to Dallas and win that game, especially when Dallas is trying to find a way to steal the number one spot from the Cardinals, and they have to do it fighting against the Bucks and Packers. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the play is up for all of them. The wild card is wide open, ladies and gentlemen. Wide open. I think the only thing that's kind of locked up right now is the AFC East. Not yeah. locked up, but not locked up, but you know, the one with the less struggles. How about that? Two games up. The Patriots look like they're gonna hold that division yet again. But let's see if they can hold the number one spot. By the way, Patriots plus one ten at Indianapolis. Kind of love it. And by kind of love it, I mean, I already bet it. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor off a bye. That's going to be a tough game, but. Bill Belichick off a bye is basically undefeated. I think he's lost one time. Yikes. Mac Jones doesn't even celebrate Christmas anymore. Yeah. said, I'll celebrate oh, Christmas forgot. when I'm retired. <laughs> I forgot. How can I forget the. Uh, AFC uh, is also locked up, or AFC West is also locked up with Kansas City with their explosive. They're back. We back, right, Jay? Six games in a row. I am betting the Chargers on Thursday night plus 170. Oh, my God. We are so back that I'm definitely going to say the shit out of that. I'm going to pay the spread. I'm going to take an alternate spread of six and a half, too. What's the spread right now? I'm sure it's like, what, two and a half? Four. Four? Alternative spread to, like, whatever. Nine and a half. I'll take it. Kansas City is so back right now. It's disgusting. Everyone is scoring. Edwards looks like a good running back. Josh Gordon got in the end zone. Tyreek Hill or Kelsey is struggling like shit right now, but that's fine because he will be getting his shit together. Hill doesn't matter. We're the Raiders secondary again. Come on, man. A- Adams is over there. Adams is covering Hill all night. He'll Jamal Adams? Head. No, uh, 
What is his name? It was Abrams. Abrams, my fault. <laughs> yeah. JJ Abrams? No, hey. Hey, listen. Listen. These boys are back. They look, they got their swagger back. We are finally finding our third receiver, and that's Josh Gordon and McCall Hardman. You know what? We'll just throw them all in there. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. We got guys. They're catching the ball now. They put stickums on their hands. We're good. We're back. Come on, say it with me. We're yeah, you back. Been looking like uh, what? Really good fifth seed. We're third seed right now, sir. I know. I'm, I'm talking about after Thursday. Fifth seed, what an asshole. What an I might asshole. buy. I might buy a Justin Herbert jersey just for the juju. That's awful. Wasting your money on that shit. Powder blue, <laughs> baby. All right. And we are going to put a candle at the window. We're going to fly the flags at half staff for the New York Jets, the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and officially the Detroit Lions. They are all eliminated officially from the playoffs. None of them has said anything about firing a coach just yet. So we'll coming. see how that goes. But it is coming. Oh, it's coming. It is coming. Big time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Looks like what else is impressive? What do you think was the best game of uh, the week last week? I think it was probably that Bucks bills game, although it shouldn't have been. Yeah. Game hard to beat, drive hard to beat an overtime walk-off. I mean, again, I'll, I'll say this again. Can't can't say it enough. The Buccaneers absolutely let them back in that game, and they definitely shouldn't have. But man, they look they look pretty fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really think the Vikings game was very, very. I think it was the very most intriguing game of the week so far. It was a Thursday night matchup. The Vikings go up 29-0. Look, very impressive. Dalvin Cook runs for 200 yards. The defense was all healthy. The Steelers find a way to climb all the way back. 28 points. The Vikings kick two more field goals in the second half. The Steelers take it almost all the way down to cover, but they lose. The Vikings are allergic to blowouts, are allergic to winning by more than one possession. Yeah, and they're they're becoming allergic to covering too. So can't bad shit on this Vikings team. <laughs> no, I like I legitimately thought that. Uh, legitimately thought that the steel I, when I live bet the Steelers. Plus seventeen hundred at halftime. I thought they might have an actual shot. I was surprised they didn't do it. I mean, hey, they were they were fingertips away from making it happen. They really were. Yeah, thanks hit them fucking the playful. Catch of the year, almost. I would say. Uh, do you want to make a statement about Jaguars over six and a half wins? Um, 
ladies and gentlemen, it was a very rough season. We had a lot of off-season, off-the-field distractions. Um, we had bad coaching. We just didn't have the right mindset from the very beginning. Even when I, I should have just stopped it all when Urban came out with the tape with, you know, hands up that girl's dress. But, hey, I thought, you know, that's the release he needed to, you know, be, you know, loose and win games. But, um, yeah. They have a long shot of making it happen now. They have four games left, don't they? They have two wins. They can make it happen. No. Fuck. Nope, it's officially dead. Jaguars' total win overs are 1 in 10 the last 11 years. Here's a question. Would the Jaguars have three wins right now if they had started Tim T. Black quarterback? No. I mean, yeah. Just let that jacked mini Hulk go full Cam Newton. You'd, only if you start him in like some wildcat packages where he's out there for the first play of the game and then you put Trevor in type shit. But if you had him on the roster, I think you win three games. If you had him on the roster, give him some fullback touches. Let him, you know, rile up the team. Like, hey. These tapes came out before. We've seen Urban do this before, guys. This isn't nothing new. Same game, 60 minutes. <laughs> oh, shit. No. I mean, at this point, I think Gardner Minshew gets you three wins. Oh, yeah. Gardner Minshew definitely gets you three wins. I would love for Gardner Minshew to latch on somewhere next year. Honestly, I mean, we both love Jalen Hurts, but if Gardner Minshew gets one more start this year, he might have as many wins as Trevor Lawrence in two starts. Oh, my God. That would be awful. That would be so awful. <laughs> the guy that you traded away has more For nothing. <laughs> For a sixth. Here's the thing. Uh, you you traded him for a six, and he got traded again for like a fifth. So you didn't even get what you could for him. <laughs> now I want the Eagles to win out and everyone to lose. So then, like, they sit hurts like week 17. <laughs> so Minshew can get a start. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. That'd be so great. Why is Hurts out again? Rip? Those uh, things linger. Thought it was ankle, but yeah, it might be. It could be anything. And Jacksonville has Texans at Jets at Panther or at Patriots versus the Colts. Not a bad way to end the season. I can see you go two and four there. I think you maybe sit Trevor Week against the Patriots and the Colts just to not completely ruin him. Because no. there's a there was already a guy that saw ghosts. You don't need. Trevor to go out there like, dude, they had like 18 guys out there, I swear. Because that's like, uh, that's that's a death sentence. sentence although, right there. although I am truly looking forward to Urban Meyer trying to out-coach Bill Belichick. Oh, fuck. Trevor only, needs, Trevor only needs 15 more interceptions to tie the record. 15 more interceptions? He threw four this week? Yep. 
He's at nine touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 2,700 yards with a QBR of 32.2, 28th best QBR in the league. And the most he's tied him? for the most picks. He said 28th. Yeah. There's four quarterbacks under him that are starters. Was it Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills? I mean, do you want me to tell you who they are? Yeah. You want to do that right before picks? Yes. I want to I want to guess right before we go to picks. You gotta give me a clue about if they're still actively playing or they're hurt. Okay, before we do that, uh, who is number one and where is Patrick Mahomes? Uh, I mean, number one, shit. It'd be like safe to say Tom Brady, but sure is. There it is. Mahomes, I would say, is number six. Number nine. Number nine. God also, damn. if it wasn't Tom Brady, I wouldn't tell you. I wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> uh, okay. It's safe to say. Okay. Do you want none of these people are hurt? They've all started the majority of games for their team. What do you want? Do you want to guess the four, or do you want me to tell you four quarterbacks who are not part of this list? Ah, four quarterbacks that are not part of this list. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke. Okay. Tyrod Taylor is one of them. Nope. Uh, they have to play, you have to play at least 20% of your teams played. Oh, okay. Plays per team's game played to count. So, technically, how many games was in for Winston? Uh, not enough. Not enough. Okay. Damn. So, there, there, are, there, are, there are no Saints quarterbacks on this list, okay. but uh. Tua and Jacoby Brissett are higher than Trevor. Trevor? Okay. Man, that's tough. This should be pretty easy. I mean, really Zach about. Wilson. Yep. He's yeah, 32. Sure. 32. Okay. Then we're going to go uh, Jared Goff. Yep. 29. Okay. 29. Who else? You were thinking right before. Give me another hint. Two rookies. Oh, man. Fields and uh, Fields and Lance? Nope. Fields Trey is higher than... Trey Lance hasn't played 20%. Oh, right. Justin Fields right. is 31. 31, okay. That's it, right? Davis Mills. Davis Mills. I mean, Davis Mills has been like, yeah, he's gotten majority of the snaps, but he had him like starter week one. Then I think he would probably be a little higher. Shit. Do you know who is tied with Trevor Lawrence for most interceptions this year? Shit, probably Patty, isn't he? Patrick? No, he's got 12. It is Joe oh. Burrow. <laughs> of course. The difference is Joe Burrow has. 25 touchdowns and Trevor has nine. Yeah. You throw that when you're throwing that many touchdowns. 
That means you're trying. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just checked for uh, quarterback rating, like not QBR, but quarterback rating. Uh, one and two yeah. are Derrick Henry and Dante Pettis. <laughs> All right, let's do picks. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guarantee picks of the week. Money not actually guaranteed. Big gamble responsibly. What do you got for picks for me, buddy? All right. I am working on some picks right now. Want to know what I got? Yeah, let me know what you got, man. What you There's got actually picks? no NHL tonight, which is honestly really good for my marriage. Uh, <laughs> I have – so these are all tomorrow's games. I have uh, Charlotte Hornets at Dallas plus 125. I've got – Seattle Kraken plus 120 at the San Jose Sharks. I've got Edmonton uh, over Toronto plus 105. They are a home dog, which I love home dogs. Um, I've got Boston Celtics at home over Milwaukee. That's minus 105, so that's basically a pick them. And then I'm throwing out their Chargers plus 170 over the Chiefs on Thursday, baby. <laughs> Oh man, you're absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I got some picks for you. Like I said, I got some catch up to do right before the end of the year. So I told you I would have some parlays for you. But we're gonna start it off right here. But first, we're gonna pick uh, Steph Curry to beat the record of three pointers against the Knicks. That's an easy pick. That's only minus one ten. I don't think he has enough tonight against the Pacers, but I think he's going to do it against the Knicks for sure. I'm also going to take the Knicks, to, or I'm going to take the Warriors with the spread of five and a half. I'm going to take that. On Tuesday, I have a NHL parlay for you. I'm going to take the Jets over the Sabres. I'm going to take the Kraken over the Sharks. I'm taking the Knights over the Bruins. That pays you out plus 555 and also ladies and gentlemen i'm going overseas i'm gonna try my okay. luck out there i'm gonna see how this goes for me i'm gonna pick chalk for the most part in hopes that it starts my hot streak overseas i'm gonna take arsenal over west ham i'm gonna take i'm gonna take manchester city over lead united and i'm gonna take man U over Brentford. That pays it out plus 363. I have some catching up to do, ladies and gentlemen. I need to get even for y'all right before the end of the year. I have about three weeks to make it happen. This is how we're going to start it right here. And of course, I got to throw in the Chiefs minus six and a half. I'm going to take them to beat Chargers by a touchdown. That seems super easy. And I'm going to take the over. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get even. It's time to get back into the money. Jeez. I mean, good luck. I mean, hey, if you lose, it's still just one unit. So 
<laughs> I, I guess, dude. Hey, man, you know what? If I win, it's gonna put me. It's gonna put me real close. It's gonna put me real close to to start my way back. I got to hit these to to make it happen. All these are happening on Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. So put it in real fast. Got our IG. Make sure you are stay tuned to our IG. We post all our picks on there. Yeah, stay tuned for merch. We got shit coming down the tubes. We're working, shipping today. So if you want some stuff, slide in those DMs. We read them. Absolutely. And come watch us. Watch Angel dig himself out of a 12-month hole in two and a half weeks. Ladies and gentlemen. My whole family has always called me a procrastinator. Okay? So... (laughs) I'm going to make this happen real fast. Don't worry about it. That 2021 number is going to sit for a whole year, so you got to at least make it competitive. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make it look decent. I'm going to make it look decent. Trust me. I got some parlay right up my sleeve here, ladies and gentlemen. The parlays are coming. If you need a place to stay, I got an extra room. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Just, you know. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. We'll see you next. We'll see you later in the week. Oh, so everyone knows you're getting yelled at. Everyone (laughs) knows, huh? (laughs) We'll see you Thursday, guys. We'll see you Thursday. We got weekend football. It's all NFL. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be wild, and I have time to. Angel's gonna have a lot more time to focus on it because he's out of every fantasy team he's on. So, laser focus. See you next week, guys. We're going to win some money this week.